Okay, well, welcome to episode 216 today of Level Up. 60 minutes, of course, of live Q&A where your questions really do drive the show. Um, We've got all kinds of little gremlins today that we're working through in terms of the technology. But if you're watching us on YouTube, well done. You've made the connection okay. And if you're on LinkedIn, please do, of course, introduce yourself um, and let us know the city, your name and the city from where you're joining Ella is over in the social chat and she would be delighted to hear from you. And then, of course, she's going to share some links so that you can vote up the questions that you would most like answered by the panel. And, of course, for you to be able to add your own as well. If your question is selected, then your name will appear in the credits at the end of the show. So do get all of those in early and stay with us to see that happening. We are all leaders. Only the situation changes. We lead at home. We lead in our friendship groups. We lead in our hobbies. We lead at work. And of course, some of us, actually, our full-time role is focused on leadership. So what in particular is it that we need to develop in terms of digital leaders or leaders in the digital age? And how do we apply that thinking to our professional lives? Helping us out today are a brilliant panel. So let's jump straight in and meet them all. Um, Jasbir Kuna is the Director of Cybersecurity over at Englobe Corporation, uh, where she's heading up their journey into artificial intelligence. An award-winning leader, she is a key contributor to the business relationship management community worldwide. Welcome back to Level Up, Jasbir. Lovely to see you. Thank you so much, Nick. It's great to be here with you all. Thank you. Adrian Pine rejoins today. He's, of course, the author of Agile Beyond IT, a really good book. Can't recommend it enough, actually. And he leads his own consulting business. He keeps claiming that he's on the journey towards retirement, but I just see somebody who's busy and present in the the current moment. So uh, he's a regular contributor, of course, to uh, the profession. He's a fellow of the Association of Project Management amongst many other accolades and um, a regular contributor on Level Up. Welcome back, Adrian. Thank you very much indeed, Nick. I'm um, I'm blushing uh, hu- hugely here, but thanks for that. And great once again to mm-hmm. be on uh, a good, diverse international panel, which is one of the gigantic strengths of uh, Level, Up, Level Up. So yeah, delighted to be here. It really genuinely is. And it's so lovely that we have such a diverse audience around the world joining us from pretty much every continent. Although, and I know it's summertime at the moment, so perhaps they're all outside. I am looking for somebody to dial in and join us from the Antarctic Survey Post Office um, on Antarctica. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? So if you know anybody who works there, do invite them to join on a Friday. That would be great. Mark Rovers joined us again today. He is president of Interprom and his um, professional life really focuses these days on leadership coaching. So I'm really looking forward to hearing Mark's thoughts today. He has a deme- d- deep rather domain experience experience in technology, of course, um, and he helps organisations adopt that technology and develop it into leading practice. So welcome back, Mart. Nick, thanks so much for your wonderful introduction and thank you for having me again. And I'll call my buddy on the South, South, South Pole uh, to join uh, in a moment. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. I want to start with a quote that <laughs> digital transformation starts with leadership. It's what um, Dwayne 
Malenga Isaac Jr. once said, and he stated, leaders have a choice to lead the transformation or let, be led by it, disrupt or wait to be disrupted. Mm -hmm. It's a good point, isn't it? Do you lead something right. or do you let yourself be led by events? Really good point. Thank you very much indeed, Mark. We'll consider that. Uh, Dirk Solner joins us. He is, of course, a solopreneur, um, is probably the best way to describe him, with an enviable blue chip base, um, a long-standing professional business coach. He draws upon his domain experience in IT, and um, he's also the host of the popular German podcast. I'm going to make a complete hash of this. Auf die Ohren und inst Hirn which I think, well, you can translate it for us far better dear, than, than I'm able to, but something to do with listening and your mind and developing your mind, perhaps, I'm not sure. Yes. Hello, Nick. Hello, APMG community. Oh, again, I'm delighted to be here and uh, for the first time in this still young year. Um, and that, this is a great topic. And um, I think there are um, great questions waiting for us. So let's just get started. But first of all, this is, um, and you can translate it, auf die Ohren means on your ears, right into your brain. So uh -huh. hear it, think about it, get it. So that's what the podcast wants to provide. Perfect. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, uh, Dirk. Appreciate it. Parker Werner joins. He's the co-founder of Vampio, and his focus is on helping teams Double their effectiveness in a matter of weeks instead of months. A podcast host, also in his own right, he champions getting the very best out of individuals through inspiration and taking a structured coaching approach. Welcome back to Level Up, Falco. Lovely to see you. Oh, nice to be here again. Um, even though I have some technical issues today, so you might not necessarily be able to see me today, but uh, hopefully it's good to hear me uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I love to be here um, and join this great panel on the topic of digital leadership. So uh, just let's jump into it. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Now, completing our on-screen team today is our question master, Shanice Mitchell-Cox, and she's joining us from sunny South Wales here in the UK. So welcome, Shanice. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Nick. I'm delighted to be here today. It's the first episode that I've been on in 2024. So yeah, let's. it's a great one as usual. Absolutely. Very good indeed. I can see lots of people joining online. So fantastic. Thank you for introducing yourself. Uh, if you've not done so already, then do say hello in the chat. And on that note, I think let's press on. Shanice, if we can, we'll take our first question to the panel. Of course. Thanks, Nick. We've got a question from Iona. Please define what the digital leader is. Oh, it's a really great question to start the show off with. Uh, Jack, why don't you help us out here? What is a digital leader? Well, I think we should first we should start with what's a leader. And that's uh, what you said in the introduction. Everyone is a leader. But um, I think really good leaders are leaders where a person follow uh, um, uh, by, by themselves. So you, you don't need any organizational structure or something like that. So, and the digital leader has, um, has get the um, challenges from digitalization we have. And so he's facing other problems, other issues. And so that makes his leadership a little bit more, um, well, um, extraordinary 
So uh, leadership is um, to be to, to to deal with digital um, problems and digital issues. Thank you very much, Eugene. I love that concept of you can't be a leader if you don't have any followers. <laughs> you can. That's called a, being an explorer. Okay, um, so there we go. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Mart and then Adrian. Uh, to me, a digital leader is somebody who can drive a culture of innovation. I think that's a very critical component. Um, what comes with that, uh, you know, cultural change is, of course, resistance, how to deal with that. Um, in other words, um, innovation also means um, continuous improvements. So a culture of continuous improvement. So those come to mind as far as what is a digital leader? What's, what is different from a leader to a digital leader? Thank you very much indeed. Leading that um, change, making sure that things are you know happening and right. re really kind of thinking beyond our current comfort zone. They're all great attributes, aren't they? Thank you, Mark. And uh, Adrian, your thoughts on this? Um, building on certainly what uh, Marta's just saying, I'm glad he mentioned the cultural aspect. Uh, for me, one of the things a digital leader does is, as well as being able, depending on whatever level they're, they're operating at in an organization, they're able to see um, the uses and applications of digitalization, but also uh, recognizing that it's not an IT thing or just an IT thing, but it's actually something that impacts uh, the way in which people uh, behave in the organization, the way it's organized. In fact, very often, the complete business model uh, is, is changing. Uh, there was a, uh, an MIT Sloan paper in 2021, uh, which, which described this very, very well and said, hey, folks, this is not you know, digitalization, and more recently, of course, AI, it's not an IT initiative. Uh, it's actually about changing the business um, yeah. and bottom line. It's quite interesting, isn't it, how the tables have changed, turned rather, over years as the, the level of IT literacy has grown amongst individual contributors in an organisation. So things, I think, are less IT-led and more IT-enabled. You know, they're <laughs> business-led, IT-enabled. And, and this is a... Uh, an important difference in language, an important difference in approach. Um, and we'll explore more about that, I think. So thank you, panel. What a great question uh, to start the top of the show off with, defining digital leadership. Let's jump over into the uh, producers of the show, of course, which is the audience, everybody online. Ricardo Santos joins us. Um, uh, lovely uh, to have you online today, Ricardo. Thank you for joining us from Southern Ireland, from Dublin. Um, over there. Uh, Ricardo is, of course, uh, a regular contributor on Level Up as a panellist and also as a producer um, in the audience. Uh, Zolani joins and um, from the Gauteng province in South Africa. So thank you very much indeed. Um, great to have you as part of the community today. Do get your questions in um, early so that we can get them to the panel. And Arlene joins all the way from Barbados. I'm not remotely jealous whatsoever of anybody who's in your part of the world at the moment, as I am perishing, I think is the right 
word in the UK. If you're not fully following that, because English is not your first language, imagine cold and then a little bit more and then a bit more after that, and you're close to it. So fantastic. Thank you very much indeed, Arlene, for joining. And a regular contributor to the Level Up community around the world is Bowler's Law. Um, he's joining us from Warsaw, and he's probably thinking, look, it can't be cold in the UK. It's not stop properly cold. Warsaw's colder. All right. Um, so there's everything to play for, I suppose, when it comes to weather. What is warm to one person is too hot for another. And what is cold to one is medium to somebody else. Very good. Thank you very much indeed um, to our producers online. Um, Shanice, on that note, after welcoming folks, let's take our next question to the panel, please. Of course. Thanks, Nick. So we've got a question from Adrian. What, if anything, is different about digital leadership? Okay, excellent. Jasper, why don't you start us off with this? Uh, thank you, Nick. Uh, I think for myself, I would say um, really understanding what is the digital landscape. We have a digital world that has its own opportunities as well as its challenges. So that's where leadership, I always view leadership as the foundation where everybody's a leader, um, as I believe Derek had stated prior, right? And it's that extra level. So when you're looking at digital, you're looking at the technical aspect and not really understanding from your company, what, what does digital mean? What does tech mean, right? And then really starting to define what are these challenges? What are these opportunities? And then moving towards that. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right, because often it can mean a very different way of thinking. You know, in the early days of digitalization, you might consider taking an analog process and converting it into a digital process. But actually, digital leadership may bring different thoughts entirely because you're working in a digital ecosystem. There might be opportunities that you could never achieve in the analog world. So you're absolutely right. Thank you, Jasper. Um, some great thinking there. Um, Mart, your thoughts, please. And then we'll go to Adrian. This question builds on the uh, previous one. Um, so it's along the same lines as far as getting that culture of innovation going uh, that I want to emphasize on. Um, but it's, it's, it's um, a cultural aspect um, as far as shifting the whole business model uh, for example, you know, when Amazon started uh, and they were selling books, they didn't own a book. I mean, or when COVID hit and we all had to work from home. I mean, all of a sudden that whole business model had to change. So for me, a, a digital leader is somebody who can guide us through those transformations. Um, of course, uh, stimulating innovation and creativity. And of course, uh, guiding the organizations through the changes and transformations and the potential resilience that, uh, uh, that needs to be built in. I mean, in these days, the, fa the, the fast pace of change, the, the speed of change, the number of changes, it won't slow down anytime soon. It's almost as in we're asking any leader to become a digital leader. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Falco, I know that you've been waiting to contribute. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I see... In the, in the age of digital products. So sometimes products that don't exist in the physical world at all, like streaming providers, like uh, um, also combined products with a very hard um, part of the value creation in the digital part, like um, 
cars in the past were there with motors and um, um, seats and driving people. And so far, I understand that more than 50% of the value creation of a vehicle right now is um, on the software part. So bringing those things together, um, creating products that deliver value from the end, um, from, from the producer to the end user, um, in a in a fast way, innovative way, where we come back to the ideas of uh, uh, what what Matt and Adrian um, mentioned in the definition, um, increasing the speed of um, those value creation with um, digital products, and that's where where we are, and what what makes it important um, to lead the organizations producing this value into that direction to. Um, in um, uh, incorporate and bring all the people that are inside the organization and align them towards um, value creation and reducing everything else in the process, including um, what um, yeah, the lean people call waste. <laughs> So eliminating all, all the areas where where you um, have lots of discussions internally that don't um, support creating value for the end customer, for the user of your product. Thank you very much, Adina. I think you referenced the automotive industry there and the percentage of value which is being delivered through software. And um, yeah. uh, I think it was recently that there was... Uh, technically, it was a recall that Tesla needed to do to make some changes to its uh, autopilot, um, the way in which it worked and for the US market, uh, for the regulator there. And, but of course, there was no recall. It was all done over the air. You could, you could take your Tesla car in, of course, and plug it in and have it done by your um, Tesla dealer. But actually, you could just let it update itself and uh, so fascinating really and um, we might come back to the automotive sector a little later adrian you put this question to the panel your thoughts on this yes just a bit of picking up falco talked about um sort of uh, bringing people together and mark also talked about transformation and for me one of the things digital leader does because they're usually uh if they're at the top of the tr of the organization going to be people from a certain operational background, not a change background. They need to be able to realize that the, that the transformation to digitalization and indeed using AI is, is a major thing and uh, is not gonna be uh, done piecemeal and needs to be done in a highly structured way. And the mechanism for that is through projects and programs uh, almost always. And people at the top of the organization mostly are not going to have that kind of background. So the, so the leaders need to understand what they know and where they need to go and ask for help to get the right uh, people in to, to help with that transformation journey. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. It's such an important thing to be, you know, good leaders also are facilitators, aren't they? They're enablers mm, yes. of others and they're lifting everybody up. So it's a great thing to be able to do to, if you're at the, the leading edge of an emergent concept, an emergent idea, an emergent technology, you know, sharing that knowledge generously with others and helping them embrace it and think it through is the right thing to do rather than holding on to that in some sort of you know, um, myopic view that that will somehow set you apart you know, for longer. 
So absolutely right. Thank you very much indeed, Adrian. Um, let's move on, Shanice, if we can, and we'll take our next question. Thanks, Nick. So we've got a question from Ernie in Florida. Establishing a culture of creativity is what a digital leader is supposed to do. Does the panel have any helpful tips to establish establish such culture? Well, it's quite interesting, this, isn't it? Because, you know, digital creativity, we've had a, the last year, 2023, was really focused on large language models and new generative AI and so on and so on. You started to see creativity coming out of technology in very visualized forms over the last year or so. Um, yeah, why don't you start us off on this one and then we'll hear from Jasper. Uh, I would like to connect to what uh, what uh, Adrian said for the for the last question, and I think um, one one tip for, for the start is to be open for feedback, ask question, realize that you are not the only one who owns knowledge and who who knows the way. So be open and um, be a leader <laughs> in the digital world. So means ask um, your. Uh, ask ask your team, ask the, the the guys who are around you, and be open for for feedback. Thank you. Okay, um, appreciate it. And uh, Jasbir, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Mart. Um, for myself, I would say, as leaders, a lot of times we expect ourselves as well as we we are viewed as individuals that know everything and you know like we know how to do it all type of thing when you're playing around in tech everything is really new there is very few stuff you can take from history because tech is evolving so fast right so the one thing i would say as leaders in order to really develop this culture is you have to be okay with experimenting and you have to be very very um, how do you say, uh, comfortable with risk-taking. And when you're experimenting on risk-taking, failure is going to happen. And I find in the tech world, we deal with failure a lot more than I would say other, um, other departments within a business. So it's okay to fail. It's okay to learn from your failure. And then lessons learned and let's move on. So I would say um, for a digital leader, really make sure that that's a part of your culture because if you don't put that as a part of your culture, no one everyone's going to be very scared to be creative and innovative and the culture will never really take off you know it, it's such it's beautifully put uh, thank you jasper because you know having the courage to experiment having the willingness to fail you know fail fast um is a phrase that you'll hear some people kind of saying you know just try to try things out if it works, it's great, you know, put some more in and some more in and some more in, but don't worry, you know, don't hold back, you know, do try these things out and work with your team to find a way to be able to pilot or experiment in some fashion or another. Such an important element. Thank you, Jasper. Um, Mart, your thoughts, please. Build on Jasper's uh, answer. Um, study was done actually about how little uh, companies actually um, tap into people's uh, creative, uh, creative mindsets. Um, and organizations that picked up on the results of that study gave people more time to be creative, gave them the space, the means. Um, in other words, once they allowed them to be more creative, the extreme examples are that today companies exist, all they offer are products and services that, that came from uh, those uh, 
leaders that gave people the, the time and space to be creative and people came up with new products and services and all, that's all they sell today. Uh, of course, that's an extreme example, but it's also about creating that environment to be creative. People who work for an organization, I mean, a lot of them care about their career, their job, their organization, and they, they have ideas. And if we don't tap into that or benefit from or, or take advantage from all those ideas that surface, then again, we're, we're not being a digital leader in essence. I completely agree. I just want to reference Solani's uh, comment, if I may, uh, Tiddy, if we can flip back to that. Thank you very much. Um, in a culture of creativity, it becomes easy when a leader has been advancing or advocating, you know, championing uh, innovative thinking. So a lot of alignment actually in our thinking. So thank you, Zalani. That's uh, really great to have you contributing in the chat and uh, we appreciate it. Olko, your thoughts on this about the culture of creativity? Yeah, I think um, from a cultural perspective, um, you need to be aware that organizations um, have to have a fearless environment. There is a nice book that uh, Amy Edmondson um, also um, talks about lots of aspects of um, very well-organized organizations and uh, organizations that failed on the cultural aspect. And um, the main foundation is to have an organization where everyone can um, contribute, also problematic ideas and issues, and don't have any uh, repercussions to fear. So mm. uh, openness and uh, transparency are um, base um, are the base for for such an uh, organization, and then building up on this, creating uh, values for everyone, and bringing um, the behavior of everyone into alignment among those values. And a leader for that organization is is the one um, creating the structure for this cultural shift to take place. So thinking about organizing um, the portfolio of various streams or products, organizing the ways of working, like um, rules, combining um, free time for experimentation. Um, like I think the rule setting up is like four days a week, you work on the projects that you are assigned to and you have like 20% of your work week to uh, invest into your own uh, products that could be new new ideas for the organization, but could also be something um, charitable, some supporting something else completely different than the organization itself and bringing in new ideas through that way. Um, and big products, for example, in Google that based on, on this idea was the um, Google Mail um, tool, for example, where some people started off with their idea of how they would like to have something work and built a very big product on, on that um, way of working. That's how I see um, this come into a big organization. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Letting people express their creativity and their thinking, you know, um, outside of work and then bringing back their experiences. You know, it's such a positive thing to be able to do and embracing 
um, different technologies in different industries and seeing how you can optimize your um, service delivery or your product development or your marketing or your supply chain based on the learnings from other people is a fantastic thing to do. If you're looking for some inspiration about how you can create more creativity <laughs> in your organization, a little book, um, it's lovely to read. It's by a gentleman called Sir Ken Robinson. Um, uh, he's uh, a UK professor. Unfortunately, he, he died a few years ago, but he's really worthwhile uh, reading. And you can also find him on the TED platform as well. He did a, a series of TED Talks actually about creativity. And the book that I would recommend is called Out of Our Minds, as you can see the QR code on the screen. So do look that one up. Um, it's super useful. All right, very good. Um, I can see we've got lots of activity in the chat today from everybody. We've got a very active audience today, which is great. Um, let's move on, uh, Janice, if we can, and we'll take our next question for the panel. Thanks so much, Nick. We do have a live question from Ricardo. Uh, he had a shout out earlier. Hi, Ricardo. <laughs> uh, what is the role of leaders in making sure that professionals use AI as a productivity resource? Oh, it's a great point, isn't it? Okay. What's the role of leaders then? Adrian, why don't you start us off on this and then we'll hear from Mart. Uh, this is a great question, especially following up from both the last question and the discussion around it. Um, because uh, if we're going to be looking at doing any form of digitization, uh, the embracing of, of AI, I think we've already well established that it's it's something that's going to change the organization culture, uh, the way in which an organization works. And just to be clear on that, that's not the same as behavior. A lot of people think, ah, oh, behavior is, is what organization culture is. It's not. Behavior is the expression of organization culture. It's kind of the end product, but it's not what the culture is. Organization culture comes from the entirety in which, uh, in which uh, an organization works. So it starts from sort of the strategy. In fact, there's a, uh, there's a you know, like them or, lo or love them, McKinsey have got a great, um, what they call their five dimensions of operations model, which is strategy, uh, structure, people, process, and technology. And that's, that's what organization culture is. It comprises all of those aspects working, working together and impacting people together. So if you're a leader and you're wanting to make sure that professionals in your organization can use AI as a productivity resource, you have to create the culture in which that can occur, which is the point that at least a couple of people made in, in relation to the last, the last question. And it's about transitioning the organization culture to enable those those behaviors certainly true um I, I think one element of that for me is to embrace democratization of ideas um in that you, you know you you can you can create the conditions as the leader but you also need to be willing to live with the outcome and the outcome may mean that new leaders begin to evolve out of different cohorts and the traditional hierarchical model of organizational design may not always reflect where the innovation and the thought leadership is actually emerging from. So just kind of bear that in mind. I can see a few colleagues kind of smiling here on the panel. Thank you, Adrian. Uh, Mart, your thoughts, please. Then we'll go to Dirk. Adrian mentioned uh, the word strategy, and that was actually uh, my answer to this question, as in, what is your digital strategy as an organization? Uh, I mean, for years as a leadership coach, I've been 
challenging leaders as in, so do you have a digital stra uh, uh, strategy? Um, and it's as in, uh, yeah, sure, we need it, but then uh, nothing happens. And just, you know, after 2023, when uh, AI exploded, um, do you have an AI strategy? Um, same question there. Um, 60, 70%, I'm not sure if that's the right uh, number, but it's a number I saw somewhere as in uh, the number of organizations scrambling to now catch up uh, with uh, AI as in uh, after all these years, still nothing, uh, you know, as far as an AI strategy. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That um, it was like the first answer to the very first question. You know, you can either lead it or you can be led by events, if you like. Uh, dear, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Falco. Just a short addition to Mart and uh, and Adrian, because uh, it's I think it's a little bit a little bit of more practical tip. So I think you should provide time. You should should provide time and space and i think it uh, sh you should be uh, give them tasks you should give them projects you should give them um task to solve and you should not send them to trainings just for personal uh, development so give them task give them concrete task and discuss this you talk about democratization and that's it don't send the people into their their bureaus or for themselves build groups build projects help them to work together and to to learn together what ai means mm. learning together exploring together Thinking about the implications as well, and you know about where is all of this data going, and and how is it being manipulated, and so on. Thank you uh, very much indeed. And uh, Falco, final thoughts, please. All right. Yeah, I think um, AI. The importance is uh, the key. You need to understand that it's um, the importance for a big organization to um, bring this productivity factor into operation. So. Um, that's kind of like the steam machine or the um, factory production systems for cars um, in on on the line um, into the digital and knowledge worker area to increase productivity of workers. And if you if you have the motivation behind it, then you can bring the strategy in in place. Like uh, Mart and Dirk um, dove a little bit uh, deeper into with making it operational bringing it into into action and um, making sure that you don't have any blockers in the way of um, people in the knowledge worker area, like um, IT security and um, um, data protection, who usually steer people away from new tools that are freely available on the internet and um, let them use it. And um, then there is also the training part, make the knowledge workers who can make um, value out of using AI tools, um, how to do it and use it safely. Um, the, the, those together, then um, you have a good good way of getting an AI strategy into action. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Falke. Um, so very good. Let's just kind of look out um, online. Uh, Ricardo, thank you very much indeed for your feedback on uh, the question that you put to the panel. Uh, great to hear from you. Um, if you are in the audience and you want to put a question to the panel, this is pretty much the last shout out uh, for you to do that. So, so do get your question in now. Otherwise, you may find that we run out of time um, in the coming minutes. All right. Very good. Um, Shanice, on that note, let's press on. Let's take our next question, please. 
Thanks, Nick. We've got a question, another question from Ernie in Florida. Gartner once mentioned that a digital leader invents, but also copies. How can one lead when copying? This seems inconsistent. <laughs> now, we're an exam institute, so copying for us can not always be a positive thing. Um, whereas replicating and emulating and all of these sorts of things, you know, most probably are in a leadership context. Um, Jazz Beer, why don't you start our thinking, then we'll hear from Dirk. I absolutely love this question when I saw it. So thank you so much, Ernie, for, for asking that question. I was actually reading an article recently, and they were talking about creativity. And a lot of times uh, we want to create something new, right? So we're always looking at what they call big creativity. And they said a lot of big creativity comes only once in a while, right? And it's small creativity that actually happens all the time. And small creativity is usually based on copying. So I thought it was so intriguing. I just read this like last week and it was like an aha moment because I'm like, you can copy what somebody else does, but then you'll have to modify it and change it based on your organization, the maturity of your company. And that's where it really starts, you, you start to invent new stuff, right? So even though the foundation is copied, because you've made it unique to what your organization needs or your department, that's where you started to invent. And that's where I find um, it's going to take a life of its own and it's going to become something that's very unique. So that's, that's my thought process on that, Nick. How about, uh, what's your feedback? Well, you know, I, I think that you're right. There's, there's a very beautiful Renaissance sculpture, and I can't remember who the, um, the artist was that, who created it. Um, uh, but colloquially, it's called an allegory of faith, and it's a head and shoulders sculpture, and it's of a lady uh, who is veiled. And the concept in religious art, in Christian religious art, was to try and get across that even if you can't see clearly that you can have faith and commitment to something. And I think that this um, idea of being able to take an idea from one world, even if it's Renaissance art, and thinking about how do we create faith and trust in a digital service, that's a worked example of exactly what you're talking about. You can go and find inspiration from one domain, from one sometimes from a competitor even, sometimes quite frankly, and you can reinvent it and repurpose it. Repurposing perhaps is a good phrase, you know, good word to be able to think about considering as part of your digital leadership strategy or asking the question, why can't we be more like this customer experience, this way of collaborating with our value chain, these kinds of things. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Jasper. Um, Dirk, your thoughts, and then we'll go to Falco. Uh, I would like I, I would like Ernie uh, would say Ernie, good question, and Nick and Jasper, good answers. Just a little more um, point of that, my two cent. I think if you replace copy by learn, it would be okay. Mm. So he. If he learned, if he get everything from uh, anything from the outside and put it into his, his um, thinking, in this way, way of working and and talking and so on, would be okay. So just replace copy by learn and would be okay. Thank you very much, Edith. I can see Ella as well. She's faster on Google than I am. So if you're following in the social chat, she's actually got the the, the real originator of the uh, the piece of art that I was referring to. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> learn. 
from the masters is a great phrase, isn't it? Thank you very much indeed, Joe. Uh, Falco, your thoughts, then we'll go to Adrian. Uh, I would like to add on uh, what we already heard um, by bringing the idea that deciding what to copy is where you lead the um, new thing. You can copy everything, the whole world, but if you want to start with copying the whole world and into your products, into your strategy, um, then you will never start implementing something new. And um, that's where you need to know the user, the um, end user, the customer, and decide which idea is worth copying into your product and then bringing it together. And I think that's something what uh, Steve Jobs did with um, the iPod and iPhone series when he copied a lot of good ideas into um, a device and then at the end made it really good by rethinking about it and iterating and improving all the copied things into the um, customer valued um, product in the end. So it's not only like, um, Ford, who said, um, you need to know the customer and tell him what he needs and not just listen to um, customers who say, we want faster horses, but to think about what you can provide to the customer, for example, by creating cars, um, to to make the value um, for the customer. Thank value. you very much indeed. Some, uh, you've jumped me back in time there to the whole kind of uh, Apple versus Android uh, uh, there was a lot of there, there was actually quite a lot of time in court if I remember rightly um, between all those anyway um, let's move on thank you yep. very much we get the gist thank you Falco um, Adrian final thoughts on this one yeah I think the one word that um, that, that hasn't been talked about here is is uh, adapting um, and I think it's not um, you know I, I agree with, completely with the other panel members I don't think it is about just copying I think it's adapting uh, with with some intelligence, because uh, because just blindly copying can be disastrously. I can think of you know kind of shall we, uh, my own kind of field of agility at the moment, and I can't remember. I can't, for, ugh, can't remember how many times I've had to comment when people have said, "Ah, oh, let's take Scrum, uh, an agile software development approach, and use it for project management. Let's just copy it from software development and drop it into project management." And it's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. It's not designed for it. Uh, so it's no good just copying something and then just using it for something else. You really have to apply some intelligence and say, well, actually, are there some lessons from agility that we can take into the sphere of project management or engineering or marketing or finance or whatever, or construction or, or whatever? So adapting with some intelligence. Thank you very much indeed. It's so important, isn't it? Otherwise, you end up um, in an evolutionary cul-de-sac. And uh, we've seen some examples of um, uh, creatures from the past that have ended up in that way. So uh, there we go. Thank you very much indeed, Adrian. Um, some great answers panel uh, to today. It's been a very wide-ranging conversation. Janice, I think we've got time for uh, to squeeze maybe one or two more questions in if we hurry. Wonderful. Thanks, Nick. We've got another question from Adrian. Should di digital leadership be ethical? <laughs> so it's a really short question, and I, I'm hoping that we're going to get a fairly short answer um, to it. Uh, Dirk, should digital leaders or leadership be ethical? 
I've, I thought about how, how would, it, would it be if I said no, because everyone expects me and all the other guys at the panel to, to say yes. And I have no reason to say no. So my answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm relieved about that, actually, in a way. Um, dear, uh, I, I do apologize. Uh, sorry. Uh, Falco, uh, your thoughts, and then we'll go back to Adrian. Yes, it should be ethical. So I would build on Dirk's answer. And um, I have a good resource. There is a book, book about uh, adaptive ethics in digital leadership um, to, to think about. Um, adaptive ethics, um, it's a great author. He did a lot of um, good books um, already in the past, I think. And um, he developed this idea of adaptive ethics to be able to adapt to the digital world and not build on um, all the ethical uh, frameworks that already exist in the past, but create a new ethics understanding. And that's quite helpful if you think about uh, ethical leadership or ethics in leadership position. Yeah, I agree with that. I think in, in my mind, there are ethics transcend time. Um, they're long-lasting, they're principles, if you like, and the nomenclature we may use in any given era may change, the words may change, the packaging may change, but the principle is pretty pretty long-lasting. Um, thank you. Uh, Mart has just jumped in with a thought, and then we'll come to you last, Adrian. So, Mart, next, please. Just quickly. Um... So the answer absolutely, absolutely yes. I think if you, um, as a leader, want to take your organization to, you know, the, the new digital approach, the new era, then um, meet the organization where they're at. Uh, don't start something that's so disruptive that uh, doesn't help your people, doesn't help your bottom line. You might as well start a whole new organization uh, somewhere else. Um, so in other words, there's that definitely uh, that, that needs to be taken into account. Thank you very much. Uh, Adrian, you posed a question. Yeah, um, we've all, of course, agreed that the answer quite simply is yes. Would that it was that simple. I raised it because a very major news story in the UK at the moment uh, is about unethical um, uh, behaviour uh, mm. around a, a major post office, UK post office IT system that led to several hundred people being criminalized uh, when it was an IT issue and not their um, theft. Um, and it's taken 20 years for that to surface. And the, you know, we've talked a great deal about culture uh, around digitalization. So I think you know, if you're gonna be ethical, that has to be part of the culture uh, that you are creating in using technology, digital, and especially moving into AI, uh, which has got to serve people, not the other way around. Indeed. Yeah, thank you very much, indeed, and, and uh, really interesting. If you want to follow it and see how uncomfortable living with the results of unethical behaviour is, then you can find the um, uh, Horizon uh, IT inquiry Post Office IT Inquiry on YouTube has its own channel and you can watch it day by day. It's fascinating uh, watching experience. Okay, very good. Um, let's move on then, Shanice. I think we've got time for one last question. 
Thanks, Nick. We do have a live question from Bawana uh, Bharti. In the context of digital leadership, what certification would be appropriate for a change management practitioner? And how well is this certification regarded in the industry? Okay, well, it's a very interesting question because in the context of the digital age, I'll say a couple of things about managing change. Okay, first of all, it's very human centric um, type uh, uh, model. And also, of course, best practice tends to echo standards and communities that have been building their knowledge over time. So it's always a little bit behind the very um, uh, latest thinking and the leading edge thinking, if you like. But I would suggest that there's uh, a couple for you to consider. The uh, Change Management Institute and APMG work on a qualification called, uh, funnily enough, Change Management, it's APMG Change Management. So do look that one um, up. Uh, it has various levels to it, and it can give you a knowledge foundation. It can also give you the opportunity to be able to apply that knowledge and crystallise your aptitude to do something into a practitioner qualification as well. And um, at this moment, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold on to my thoughts and hand over to uh, Adrian next um, for his thoughts, and then we'll go from Adrian to Mart. Yeah, I'm just going to do a bit of a shout out for business agility because uh, it occurs to it occurred to me some time ago that digitalization and moving towards business agility have exactly the same goals uh, and indeed an awful lot of the same the same outcomes. So um, I would I would also uh, uh, suggest people look at uh, certifications around business agility because um, uh, that that should help as well. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Adrian. Some really good thinking there. Um, March, your thoughts, and then Falco. My recommendation would be to consider the design thinking uh, training courses uh, that focus on the uh, design thinking method, uh, breaking down problems and coming up with uh, ideas and a very structured approach to allow for that uh, ideation uh, to happen. Uh, with uh, solutions that um, you know fit the organization, fit the market, and so on. So, uh, design thinking—that's my recommendation. Thank you very much indeed. Excellent thoughts, Falco. Yeah, bringing those things together, um, the business agility thoughts and the design thinking. I think the um, vacuum cleaner of uh, frameworks, the safe framework, could be. Um, a good good place to uh, at least combine all those things and uh, have something that's um, widely adopted in the um, yeah in the in lots of industries at least. Um, next to that, I would also recommend the DASA DevOps Leader, which is a leadership um, training that is fairly hands-on. Um, planned to have nine weeks of um, learning on your own in addition to um, communication and um, learning with a group of other leaders and building their own transformation journey for their organization, learning from each other, with each other, and creating a transformation. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Falco. Um, great job, uh, everybody. Great job, panel. Um, Really nice to, uh, you know, 
get everybody's uh, thinking on that. Um, thank you, Shanice, as well. Uh, we're going to move into closing remarks now for the show, if we can. So we'll come round um, the panel. Um, Dirk, if I may, I'll come to you first. Um, your thoughts on today's episode. Uh, once again, as I always tell on this uh, panel, um, thank you for having me as a guest here. I hope I could uh, add some value for the audience and I have learned something as well as the last time. Thank you. It's a great learning experience for us all, isn't it? It's fantastic. I really look forward you know, to these sessions. So thank you very much indeed, I appreciate it. Uh, Jasbia, your closing remarks, please. Then we'll go to Falco. Um, it was such a great, uh, great um, panel to be a part of. Um, I remember when I chose it last year, I was like so excited for it and uh, time flies and here we are. And um, yeah, like, uh, like um, Derek said, um, I also took down notes and I have a couple uh, new books on my reading list. Thank you so much. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. January is uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, January, February, great months actually to you know, to get more reading done on days, the days are a little shorter and so on. Um, Falco and then Mart. Yeah, in terms of reading, I really like reading audiobooks. So from, <laughs> from that perspective. <laughs> um, yeah, very, yeah, very, um, very good, very good. Um, and yeah, we mentioned quite a few. Uh, I think IT Revolution Press brought also a good one um, into the leadership uh, realm, which is wiring the winning organization. Um, great, um, great book to link all of those um, IT and business related topics into a consistent um, understanding and framework for bringing an organization to um, the next level. Um, that's probably something I would recommend for everyone who's interested in digital leadership. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Uh, Mart and then Adrian. Uh, Shanisha picked some uh, great questions for us, uh, allowing us to uh, thrive in uh, many different uh, areas. Um, it's been a true pleasure to be part of such a esteemed panel. So thank you so much. Um, I'd like to um, mention a quote from Rodriguez Lobos, who once said, a critical task for any digital transformation is digital, leaders, digital leadership and culture. It's not technology. Excellently put. Thank you very much indeed, Mart. Um, Adrian and then Shanice. Which uh, beautifully stills my thunder because I was uh, going going to say that uh, two things. First of all, I really hate it when the panel all just end up agreeing with each other. It's very annoying. <laughs> um, so, but but secondly, you know, a key thing that came out of this fantastic panel that's consistent is that we're not talking about digitalization as just a technology thing. That the whole people, the organization, culture dimensions here is absolutely fundamental to be able to gain value, which at the end of the day is why it's being done to, in order to gain value from digitalization and the use of AI. So thank you, panel. Okay, thank you very much indeed. And Shanice, your reflections on today. It's been a great show and I feel that I've personally taken so much from all of you. So thank you so much for sharing your incredible insights and I can't wait to see you guys on the next panel. Yeah, indeed, I would echo that as well. And thank you very much to 
The producers who have been online today, Bina joins us. Um, she's uh, been uh, joining in the conversation and helping us out as part of the producer team today. Bina, of course, is also a analyst from time to time on Level Up. And uh, Gabriel uh, as well, lovely to see your contribution in the chat. So very well done. Uh, great to have you as part of the Level Up community. Um, and the same to everybody else who's joined in today. On behalf of all of our analysts, you do a great job online. You are the ones who set the questions. We didn't have any questions and there wouldn't be any show. So great job. Very well done. And um, also on behalf of the audience, thank you, panellists. Now, if you'd like to connect with anybody on the panel, then please feel free to do so. You can look folks up on the APMG International website. Just look at our events, find today's episode, and there'll be a little link from each panellist's biography uh, through to their LinkedIn um, account. And you can connect with them easily there. All right, very good. Um, now, over on our website, talking about that, you can also find, of course, answers to more than 2,100 previously asked questions and use those. It's totally free and it connects you with almost 300 experts from all over the world, different industries and disciplines and so on. Don't forget, you may also listen to the audio version of the show on your preferred podcast platform, just as Falco was saying, sometimes the spoken word is uh, great to listen to when you're out and about and doing different things. Coming up soon on Level Up on Monday at 8am UK time, it's our first discussion of the year on change management. Um, it's going to be lively, so please do join us for that. I can also recommend an event midweek. It's a registered event, this one, so it does need you to sign up online. Um, it's on Wednesday the 24th, and it's all about challenging your perspective on service management, IT service management best practice. And that's in collaboration with KPMG, almost the same acronym, uh, over in Denmark. So great to have them on board as a partner. Friday, then a week today on the 26th at two, we're going to be looking at starting your career as a project manager. So that'll be exciting. We look forward to seeing you all there. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a like and subscribe to the channel. It really does help us and, of course, others to find our content. So we appreciate it. Just write to us and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you too can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next time.